Hey folks, it's Carl over at HoomsAHealthy.com. Thanks for tuning in. So we're back in New York City. I'm, I'm at the Independent Training Spot right here in Manhattan. Today's topic is corrective exercise. And I can't think of anybody more qualified to speak on this subject than my special guest, Dr. Brent Brooke Bush. Thank you again for your time sharing with us. Of course. Of um, course. Brent is a doctor of physical therapy He's the owner of the Brooke Bush Institute of Human Movement Science, and he's also a master instructor for the National Academy of Sports Medicine. And um, actually, that's where I met you originally, was at CES, Corrective Exercise Specialist Workshop, right here somewhere a couple years ago. Sure. And, uh, the CES designation, uh, it's credential through NASM, has been the single greatest tool in my toolbox for helping my clients better. You know, I have a bunch of certifications and whatever, credentials, but CES is just amazing. Corrective exercise has, has helped my clients so much. And uh, Brent teaches the CES for NASM. And so I um, thought we'd have a little discussion today and get Brent's point of view on the advantages of corrective exercise to, uh, you know, to the client and also advantages to trainers who might want to expand their skill set and their knowledge base and be able to help their trainer, uh, their clients better. So um, how would you describe, in your words, how do you describe corrective exercise? What, what is it? How do you describe it? Well, there's a, there's a few ways to look at corrective exercise. So I think if we're going to talk about just personal training and fitness, I think you could look at corrective exercise as the new warm-up. Right, so all corrective exercise did, the CES, the Corrective Exercise Specialist through the National Academy of Sports Medicine, is it took what was happening in what was called a human movement impairment model out of these cats like Yanda and Sarman, and they brought it to the fitness industry as a way of optimizing the efficiency of movements okay. so that you perform better and reduce the risk of injury. But like I said, when it really comes down to how do you program that within an hour of exercise? Right. It replaces the general warm-up, as well as, to a fair extent, the specific warm-up. So I know a lot of us will do like 10 minutes on the treadmill, and then before we do our heavy bench, we'll do three sets of lighter bench. Like all of that stuff now is kind of like, I hate to say it, archaic. Right. Right. We can replace it with something far more sophisticated that improves like tension relationships, which is going to improve force output mm -hmm. of the muscles we're using okay. so that we can get more out of every workout. And since we're not working against compensation patterns, we're not grinding these joints into faulty arthrokinematics, we also reduce our risk of injury. Right. So that's, that's kind of where it fits in the fitness space. Right. And then, of course, we have the rehab space, which, honestly, even now, right, as a doctor of physical therapy, seeing all sorts of different cases and being more geared towards trying to alleviate pain, mm -hmm. I can still show you where my model and the CES model are not that different from one another. It's mm -hmm. just an expanded version. Um, and then even when it comes to sports performance, I think the important thing there is, is longevity. Right, right. All right, so you caught me as I'm about to work out, right? And I'm not, I realize I'm not an old man, but I'm not as young as I used to be either, right? And I still want to get out there on the basketball court. 
And I'm just going to speak anecdotally, and I know everybody's real big on the research thing right now, but I, I think it's worth a little bit of anecdotal evidence here. Um, I've watched a lot of my friends who played basketball over the last decade, so we're talking between 25 and 35. Right. This is kind of the time where everybody stops playing basketball. Mm -hmm. And the culminating event, more often than not, is some injury right. that they can't seem to recover from that causes a decrease in performance to a level where they no longer enjoy the game. Okay. Now, I wasn't a great athlete to begin with. I'm not trying to say I ever was a great athlete to begin with. But what I think I've found over time is now is that my friends have started to drop off, right? Like, I just kind of keep trucking along. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also a big power of corrective exercises. I don't build injuries on top of each other. Right. I keep right. correcting, keep realigning. Okay. Keep getting my wheels realigned right. every time I work out right. so that I don't veer into the wall sure. and end it and I can keep doing the things I enjoy. Those injuries can compound. Yes, absolutely. One on another and one compensation is compensating for another compensation and right. all the way down the line or up the line. Right. Causing a lot of major issues eventually if you don't take care of them. And I've had some surgeries, mm -hmm. right? I had some shoulder surgery, I had a knee surgery, I had an appendectomy, which I know isn't an orthopedic surgery, but definitely affected my core function. Invasive. So yeah, yeah, right. So, and I think the thing is, is like when you look at the surgeries I've had though, yeah, I, I lost some cartilage in my knee and I had to get it scoped. And, you know, for a basketball player, I'm really heavy. You know, like six foot three, 225 is not a is not a normal basketball player's size. Most basketball players are a little bit more small. I probably put a lot of wear and tear on my joints, mm -hmm. and I play hard. Mm -hmm. But I didn't blow out my ACL. Right. I didn't blow out my LCL. I still have cartilage left. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't have a history of ankle injuries to the point where my ankles no longer have enough ligament to support to be stable. Right. Right. I've managed to keep myself in fairly good health for a basketball player at going on 35 years old. Yeah, that's, that's great information right there too. It's a good, good way to look at it. Um, yeah, I've, um, so let's talk about trainers for a minute. Let's talk about how, uh, now we know how this corrective exercise can benefit, like in your case, what it's done for you. I know, you know, you have, uh, uh, you're like the encyclopedia for all this stuff, so. You're my, he's my go-to guy for all this stuff. I'm just a super geek. As By the way, I got to mention <laughs> BrookBushInstitute.com. Home of the human movement science geek out. Yeah. Total geek out. It's awesome. YouTube, his YouTube channel, over 230 videos now, right? 230-something in comments. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, I'm there all the time, literally almost every day, checking out something to learn something from his videos to help my people better. So thank you for that. Of course. It's a great, great resource. But um, so we know what corrective exercise can do for a client, let's say, or for ourselves. What do you recommend to trainers out there who are looking to uh, expand their knowledge base? Um, would you suggest CES credential for them? Absolutely. I think the CES credential as far as fitness trainers and as well as, you know, ATCs who don't have experience with the movement impairment model or PTs who don't have ex experience with DCs or LMTs, like the CES model by the National Academy of Sports Medicine, even with my own education company, mm -hmm. you know, we've talked about the Brookbush Institute a little bit, right. my focus is on exercise selection, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. 
I still use the NASM model. I'm talking about what to put in yeah. the NASM model, right? I think the CES is definitely the place to start. Mm -hmm. But more than that, like let me let me just back down for a second of kind of pumping the Brookbush Institute and NASM. Uh, I know I'm biased. Don't get me wrong. Personal trainers who start, whoever it is, uh, whether you like sports like I do, like field sports, tennis, hockey, basketball, football, you're that type of sports person, you're a strength sports person, you're more of like the, the kettlebell, crossfit, battle ropes, that type of sports person, corrective exercise can help all those things, but when you start corrective exercise, like all other things, you're going to suck. You're not going to be good at it. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be great at getting your clients to get huge benefits right off the bat. You have to allow yourself enough time to practice and get good. It's going to take months, years yeah. to get good at this stuff. It's, it's a whole new skill set. It's not like a new dumbbell press. You've been doing dumbbell presses forever. If you've never yeah. foam rolled before, that's a brand new skill set. If you've never right. done an assessment, an overhead squat assessment, and tried to go, what are my short muscles, what are my long muscles, it's going to take you a second to put your functional anatomy together, know what you should foam roll, what you should stretch, what you should activate. Like, be patient with yourself. Roll it out a little at yeah, a time. That's a, that's a good point, because this is a newer skill set that's Yeah, out. absolutely. So, Brent, this has been a really informative few minutes here. And um, so people can go to brookbushinstitute.com. Sure. And uh, you have a lot I of... I hope everybody goes to brookbushinstitute.com. You have some continuing education online courses, too. Right? Sure. So that's the place to go to to check those out, too? Sure. Sure. Live workshops, online CECs we have. Um, you know, you mentioned the videos, articles, yeah. panel discussions, which have gotten really big. So... Even if you guys don't like me, which is fine, you don't like my opinion on corrective exercise, I've really tried to do a good job of bringing in a lot of different professionals from a lot of different fields to talk about yeah. a bunch of different topics so you can see how, how opinions differ. Yeah. Um, I definitely respect a lot of varying opinions when it comes to corrective exercise and sure. how people are addressing this stuff. I've noticed that in some of the conversations too, and it's interesting what thoughts you know, provoke, you know, a different point of view. and. You know, I always learn when I'm looking at those conversations going on on, on the uh, on your Facebook uh, page or on the Institute uh, conversations. So um, you know where to find Brent now. Of course, we're at the Independent Training Spot here on 28th and 5th, right? 28th and 5th, yes. 28th and 5th. East 5th. 28th Street. And Institute.com. You'll see the link on the screen. Thank you again for being uh, so generous with your time. I know I always learn a lot when we're together, and um, I hope you enjoyed this as well. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day.